Hello everybody! If you're thinking about moving to Lake Norman, North Carolina, or just want to know what it's like there, or if you're going to vacation there or visit some family there, this is the episode for you. Jessica Babington, Realtor with Trump Interna International Realty. You can see her right beside me. She's going to be telling us all about Lake Norman. But before that, this is Wanna Move There, the show giving Central Pennsylvanians the info they need to decide whether they want to move to a different area, or if they want a vacation there too. I should add that in too. I am your host, Derek Bixler, Realtor of 15 Heat. 15 years. Uh, I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, go Wildcats, went up to Penn College of Technology in Williamsport, was here ever since, had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15, I almost said 30 years ago for some reason, 15 <laughs> glorious years ago. Call me a you know you're at home. Here. <laughs> no, I, I would have had to start at 13. That was, I did get my first job at 13, but um, and you might have been able to get your real estate license at at least 18, but anyway, uh, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory and it's died down slightly. So good time for buyers to get back out there. Uh, whether you're watching live or on a replay, please ask a question in the comments. If you have any questions about North Carolina in general or Lake Norman or Charlotte's pretty close to there. So anything down there, uh, she's your woman. And uh, if, or if you're just watching and know one of us, just say hi and say where you're watching from. And a reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all the audio places, Stitcher, Google Play. So wherever you want to listen to or watch your content, it's there. And now I'm going to shut up and I'm going to read your bio. But first, I'm going to let you say hi to everybody. So say hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Derek. I'm happy to be hanging with you today. I have to try yes. to see if I can talk as fast as you can and give everybody all the things they need to know in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, and Amanda should have a, a talk fast uh, That's right. That's right. Well, I was so born in New Jersey. You. I've been in the South most of my life, but I can speak a little Jersey still, so I can get it going if I need to. <laughs> and I just realized I was about to start reading Michelle B's information because, because I was typing her information because it's airing later. Okay, so Jessica Babington, uh, if I could find it here. You did, like you said, grow up in New Jersey, Toronto, yes. and then Atlanta also. Uh, Chattahoochee High School in yep. Alpharetta, Georgia. Yep, uh, go Cougars. I wish I... <laughs> Cougars, nice. The Harrisburg, yes. or, uh, the state capital here is the Cougars too. Love um, it. And wish I would have read that, but that was pretty good for not reading it ahead of time. The Chattahoochee High School in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, yeah. She went to University of Georgia uh, for risk management. Her favorite color is purple. That's nice. The last three episodes I recorded, I think, was pink, pink, pink. So nice to have a switch <laughs> up there. <laughs> and uh, favorite food, tough question, ice cream. Uh, I agree yes. on that one definitely for desserts. I actually don't allow myself ice cream because like one of those briars, is that a half gallon? Mm-hmm. That standard thing? I'll I'll down that in one sitting easy. Oh, there is a oh, there's a homemade ice cream shop like a mile and a half from my house, and it is the most dangerous thing for me. I have to kind of pretend it's not there. Otherwise, I'll <laughs> want to go every day. What's it called? Shout it out. Uh two scoops creamery. Oh, and their like their signature flavor that is like my go-to is called Cookies by the Sea. So it's salted caramel um, swirls in vanilla ice cream with hunks of brownie. Mm. Or I'm mean, so sorry, not brownie, Oreos, Oreos. It's Oreos, salted caramel in vanilla ice cream. So they're making, they kind of have like a Ben and Jerry's kind of thing going on where they, they make their own and with mm -hmm. lots of uh, 
toppings within and then mm -hmm. name them weird things. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. What would your favorite food uh, non-dessert be? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I love I love Italian food, so it would probably be some kind of awesome um, Italian, even just something like penne vodka um, is is up there for me. Um, so so that's probably probably be some kind of pasta, maybe with some seafood in it. Yeah, that sounds great. And you're in the right place for seafood, I assume. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and you do have pets and you do not yes. have any kids and you are married to Joe and you enjoy playing tennis and boating. And I'm going to yes. guess it's on the lake where you're at is where you're doing the boat. That's so, right. That's right. Tell us a little bit about something that I didn't go over there. Like when you were younger, what did you like to do? Were you in, tell us, where'd you go to high school? I'm not even going to try to say it without having it in front of me to read, but yes. what were you like back then? Yes. Yeah. So, um, moved to Atlanta when I was 12. So as a little kid, I did a lot of winter sports. So, um, being in New Jersey and Toronto, uh, grew up snow skiing, figure skating, um, and then got to Atlanta and did none of that. <laughs> Um, so then I, uh, got more into, uh, some of the sports that are big there, like tennis, tennis is huge in Atlanta. So I played tennis, uh, a little bit in high school. Um, and I was actually really, uh, musically inclined. So almost went to college on a piano scholarship, which would have led me in a really different direction. Um, but decided that, uh, that that really wasn't the, the way I wanted to go. Um, so so ended up at the at the University of Georgia and um, became a huge college football fan, which I still am. So I'm actually headed to Athens, Georgia uh, this afternoon. Um, they play Arkansas tomorrow, which is where college game day will be. So they'll be in Athens uh, highlighting that game. So I'm, I'm meeting some of the fam in Georgia and a, a bunch of us are going to that game tomorrow. So um, so that's always fun for me to try to try to get back there when I can and relive the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I still live where the glory days were. So sometimes I try to get away from the glory days, but uh, yeah, also. Do I do. Too. I like the, like the reunions. There's some people like, I don't want to see those people. I don't care. I'm I'm all about it. Let's go do it. I want to see the people and hang out and yeah, I like it. So Me you moved too. from Canada. Were you, sorry, are you a Canada, Canadian citizen? Were your parents Canadian? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no. So my dad was in pharmaceuticals. Um, he used to work for the company that did, did uh, lots of products with the polio vaccine, Centrum, the multivitamin, all kinds of prescription medication. So uh, that's what took him. He's from South Carolina and ended up in New Jersey for work, which is then where I was born. And then his job took him to Toronto. So we lived um, in a suburb of Toronto for four years. Um, so he was on a work visa. I was on a student visa there. Um, so learned to read and write in Canada um, and really enjoyed living there. It's, it's a very, very cool place to live. Um, people were wonderful. Oh, no, she froze. We just I jinxed us. I talked about uh, guest falling off. And no, you're back. Yay! Now I see you moving. Yes. <laughs> so you're talking about Toronto. You learned some stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't hear the last couple seconds of it. I wrote down, though, a question. Uh, okay. Did you have to learn French? And that's what I said. I learned a little bit of French. <laughs> so too funny. You were We were like right there together. Um, so yes, I did have to learn French as as a uh, elementary school kid. So I still, I can't, I'm not so great with like 
full on conversation, but I can tell you every animal and color and fruit and vegetable and count to like a thousand. <laughs> I can do that. So and that's where's the bathroom. Yeah, I can order off a menu, you know, so so some good skills that I that I carry with me. I can say I'm an American and I'm lost. That's that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one to know too. There's always yeah. a few weird ones. Like there's a couple like abuela. I always remember there's random words from your like foreign language classes back mm -hmm. in the day that you because you thought they were funny for whatever reason. We would always yep. say our grandma is in the locker to the right for some reason. And we thought that was hilarious. <laughs> your abuela is Whatever locker is locker. a la derecha or something. It was, it was very <laughs> stupid, but we thought great. it was hilarious. So you moved great. down and then you couldn't do any winter sports and you got into tennis. Yes. Um, tennis is kind of similar because it's an individual sport. Did you do, what was, skiing was the main winter sport, right? Yeah, so skiing and then I did some figure skating um, as a little kid. So, um, you know, like when you, when you uh, hear the skaters in big competitions doing like a triple axle, I could do one axle. <laughs> So it was something. So I, was, I was just getting going. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened if we had stayed there? You know, maybe, maybe I would have really. No, I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't really think I was that good at it. But um, as a kid, I really enjoyed all that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And they're all individual. It wasn't hockey or team things, so it makes sense that tennis would would be fun for you. And then, did you play in college or did you play varsity? Was it like a serious thing? No. Or you just kinda, so I need to play a sport, so I'm playing. Yeah, no, yeah. So Chattahoochee High School um, was actually when I was there, they had the the best tennis team in the state. So I actually didn't even play on my high school team. We just tennis is so big in Atlanta that a lot of neighborhoods just have, you know, big, big uh, like I think our neighborhood had like 10 tennis courts. Um, so just a lot of um, fun, um, you know, kind of rec type stuff. So um, so I did that. Um, you know, out of my neighborhood in high school and then played um, like kind of intramural stuff in college. Georgia's so big. I mean, to play tennis at Georgia is like, you got to be good. So yeah, yeah certainly That's not serious. on that level. And I still, you know, I, I still play now as an adult, but I'm still like not that much above a beginner, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Well, also you're, you're somewhat short, right? And, and mm -hmm. tennis players, I'm guessing like any other athlete are, giants at least when you get up into the upper people they're probably bigger right. people right and you're just that's right there's a point yeah. where i can't yeah. venus yeah. williams is gonna hit a ball so it's fast gonna... it's gonna go through my chest that's like, right that's go right yeah. yeah yeah that's so hilarious. i play a lot of doubles now so i kind of I, I tend to to do best with somebody uh, a partner who is tall and i run around the baseline and let my partner hang at the net and so i can set them up and then they put it away <laughs> that's is your partner joe <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but I wish he would play. My husband is really tall, so um, I wish my husband would play because he would um, he would dominate if he would just stand there with the racket. <laughs> just kind of stand there with two rackets, hands mm -hmm. out. That's funny. Mm -hmm. So, do That's you still right. play piano? No, I, well, I do, I do have a keyboard up up in our bonus room, and I don't. My my husband gave it to me, which was so sweet, and I. Have, have certainly gotten up there and, and tried to play. And I, he, he and I both thought it would maybe be a nice stress reliever for me, but it's actually kind of a source of stress because I'm not as good as I used to be. And so it's just frustrating that you can't seem to get your hands to do what you want them to do. <laughs> so instead of it being like some kind of nice thing, I can just go up there and, and play and be in the zone. It's like, 
you know, why am I, why am I no good at this anymore? <laughs> I feel you. That, so I, that was going to be a question. Does the muscle memory stay if you don't? So it does kind of a take bit. a while. Yeah. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'd rather, honestly, I also sang in, in chorus um, in high school and I sang in college. Um, and I'd rather just go out and sing karaoke. That brings me more joy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hurt your hands. I could see yeah. the older you get, the harder it is probably to play guitar, anything that deals with really fine yeah. motor skills and well and yeah and again that goes back to being short like the big thing in piano is you have to be able to hit an octave with your hands right and so in order for me to do that i have to actually take my hands off of the keyboard to be able to get to stretch like that so it was like it, it, you know it, it was clear i was not meant to be some sort of concert pianist <laughs> yeah people with bigger no hands probably make out <laughs> Same with guitar. It takes somewhat of a, a bigger finger mm -hmm. to reach over and not hit. I tried guitar as an older person. And also as an older person, if you start something new, it sucks. Because when you're a kid, you hit one note on the trumpet. And you're like, wow, I want to keep doing it right now. I, I want to be able to play a song in like a month from now. Or it's just too tedious. It takes too long. It's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And instead, like we said, instead of this being some nice hobby that's like a stress relief, you just want to like throw the guitar out the window. <laughs> it doesn't, the benefit is not there. <laughs> yeah. Karaoke is much less stressful, I think. I think you made a yeah. good choice there. Yeah. So you went for uh, risk management in college. Uh, what made you do that? Yeah, very glamorous, right? Um, so yeah, so I was a marketing major. And at the time, marketing majors were not getting jobs um, when I was there. And um, so Georgia has a really great risk management program, um, which is basically insurance, um, which there's a you know pretty big insurance presence in Atlanta and, and in Charlotte and in, and in several of the southern cities. And so um, they have their own dedicated career fair. So their job placement out of that major is still incredibly high. And when I was there, it was something like 98% of people that came out of that major got a job. So, you know, it was like, all right, I'm going to just do this. And worst case scenario, I have a business degree. And hopefully I end up with a you know job out of college that I like. Um, and so, so that's kind of how I ended up there. Sounds like me. I, I went for plastics engineering to start oh. the semester because I was really good at math. And yeah. with a two-year degree, you started at like 80000 a year. And then with a four-year, it was like a hundred. It was something crazy. Wow. And I was good at math. Yeah. And yeah. Penn College, there were only like two colleges that taught it. It was MIT and Penn College of Technology that I named. Wow. Um, yeah. and I wasn't going to MIT and my mom worked for Penn State. So it worked out. And then I switched one semester into business just because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Definitely not right. that. But <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's funny. So what was your, what'd you do after college then? Yeah, so I actually did get a pretty cool job out of college. So I got a job with an international uh, firm who was based out of London um, and I was a reinsurance broker. So little kind of funny niche in, um, in insurance. So it, um, we would help bring reinsurance companies together and broker deals with insurance companies. So for instance, like one of our clients was the North Carolina Farm Bureau. So the North Carolina Farm Bureau is an insurance company that sells insurance policies to you know, mostly rural folks in North Carolina and they sell auto and home mostly. So if there was a giant hurricane that swept across North Carolina and took out a lot of their clients all at one time, the North Carolina Farm Bureau would not have enough cash on hand to pay all those claims at once. 
So they get policy, they basically get their own insurance policies with these, you know, behind the scenes companies called reinsurance companies, which are a lot of times out of Europe or um, maybe Bermuda. Um, and, and they, so we would help structure these deals. So say there was a, you know, hundred million dollar loss at, at a certain deductible, then these, these companies come in and they help cover some of the losses. Um, so, so they're so insuring the insurers. Basically. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Is there a step above so, them? Is there anybody uh, that insures the insurers over the insurers? No, not normally. No. <laughs> or is that the federal <laughs> government pretty much? <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, they get a pool of money, um, you know, so they're, 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 they're basically investor backed, you know, on that side of it. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting little job. Um, not little, I mean, it's a, you know, um, cause you're dealing with CEOs and, and, and CFOs and chief underwriting officers of big insurance companies a lot of the time. So it was, um, it was interesting and we got to do a lot of kind of cool entertaining. So went to the masters, I played golf at Pebble beach. I went to Broadway shows. Um, so it was, it was neat from that standpoint, but I just, um, at the end of the day, didn't quite have the passion for it to keep me there, you know, long-term. Yeah. And a lot of the skills in risk management, you can then use in real estate. Obviously there's a lot of risk management, a lot of other hats we wear, but that's right. That's is, right. And I was also a broker, right? I was, a, I was a broker. So same thing, you know, bringing parties together and, and negotiating a deal and, you know, uh, then facilitating that and getting it across the finish line. Um, so a lot of that stuff translates over. Totally. So what then, how did you make a transition? And were you in Lake Norman when you made the transition or was, was this job was somewhere else? Yeah. So I was in Atlanta um, and uh, there was kind of a little step in between. So I was in Atlanta and um, my dad, um, at this point, he had left, uh, you know, the kind of big pharmaceutical companies that he had worked with and started his own, almost like a consulting company. Um, and he was doing, um, you know, quite well. And so um, he actually offered me a job with his company. So that's what got me to North Carolina from Atlanta. So um, my parents got divorced when I was in college and my dad remarried and he and his wife settled on Lake Norman. So I would come up and visit and, um, you know, Charlotte is a lot like Atlanta. It's just a bit smaller. Um, and so I felt like um, my boyfriend at the time and I, now my husband, we were sort of not sure where to go next in Atlanta. You know, where do we buy a house? And we both kind of, uh, where, where are we going to commute? And his commute was terrible. And anyway, so when this opportunity came with my dad, it was like, you know what, this is, this is a good chance for us to try something else out and, and move, move to a place that's maybe a bit smaller and easier to manage. And so, so we moved here and, um, and that was in December of 07. So we've been here a while now. Um, so this is home for sure. Um, and so I worked for my dad for a few years and, um, and then th that sort of, uh, it was not a full-time gig. Um, and so it kind of was like, all right, now what? So I actually did a lot of things, um, short-lived trying to figure out kind of what is that next thing. And I didn't really want to go back to a cubicle in insurance um, and knew that that wasn't really my passion necessarily. And so I'd always you know, been interested in real estate and Charlotte's a growing city. And so there was some cool stuff going on with real estate here. Um, so I just thought, hey, let me get my, you know, my license. And, and that was, so that was 10 years ago now. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up 
deciding to take the jump into real estate. <laughs> nice. And then what did you do? What did you do for your classes? Do you do in person? Do you go online? Yeah, so they, up until COVID, North Carolina required that you go in person. So there was no no virtual option to get your real estate license in North Carolina until COVID. And I don't know if they'll, if then that will be a permanent thing they'll let, you know, be, but they were not allowing that when I got my license. So um, I went in person down in Charlotte um, and uh, yeah, got my, got my license through the kind of school that the, our local MLS board kind of works in conjunction with. Um, and, and then off I went. Yeah. I like the in-person ones myself anyway, better for anything, continuing it, whatever I'd rather. Well, for one yeah. thing, I can kind of do other stuff to cheat. You kind of cheat it. If I'm in person, yeah. as long as you show up, you get the credit. When you do it online, yes. I got to actually do it and do the things and watch the video and take the quiz. If you go there, I could still work, but still I'm, I'm learning too. But sometimes there are kind of waste of time ones where you're just kind of, I got to go take this class to check yeah. this whatever requirement, which seems mm -hmm. to be more requirements every year, but um, yeah. that's all right. So uh, let's talk about where you're at now. So you found yourself to Lake Norman, um, and I'm going to bring up a map here if I can cool. find it. share screen because nobody's going to know. And even if, even with Chicago, I bring that up because <laughs> I would guess that half the people don't know that either. So here I'll bring it in here. So you can see there's our globe and we're zooming yep. in. So you're right under us. And it looks yep. like you're in kind of like the central, almost left central, east of central kind of. And we then... are, uh, Charlotte's actually pretty far south in regards to the state itself. So in, in terms of where North, you know, we're um, the interstate that I live off of, I'm exit 31, so it goes by mile marker. So I'm 31 miles from the South Carolina border. Gotcha. How long does it take you to drive there? Yeah, no, it depends on traffic because it's right through Charlotte to get you to the South Carolina line. Um, but so if there's no traffic, I could do it in 30 minutes, um, you know, to get down into um, to South Carolina, which is where it's legal to buy fireworks. So that's about the only reason why you'd make that trip. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, we just got it legalized here not long ago because they I think everybody's driving next door. Same with the, the marijuana and all those things. As soon as your neighboring states start doing it and everybody's driving across state lines to buy stuff and they're yep. collecting all the taxes, then all of a sudden you're okay with it. That's but, right. Uh, okay. So now we got Charlotte here. And so you're north, Lake Norman is north of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming you take that 77 route or that 16 That's right. route maybe um, yep. to the other side of it. That's right. And it looks like you got 150 that kind of cuts through the middle of it or something. Yeah, it's pretty um, close to the to the top of it. You know, north of 150, um, there is still some lake, but it's pretty quickly when you get north of 150, it starts to to look more like the river, which is what it's uh, fed from. So you know, it starts to to get pretty narrow north of that 150 uh, bridge. And it looks like a pretty big lake. Is it like you could have speedboats on it, like that? Heck yeah, a, a lake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So lots, lots and lots of speedboats. Um, we certainly have folks that, you know, sail as well, but lot, lots of, uh, especially so um, Mooresville is the town specifically that I'm in on the lake. And it is known as Race City USA because we have more NASCAR shops uh, housed here than anywhere in the country. So, you, you know, you talk about some folks that like to go, like to go fast. So you got some, some pretty fast boats you're going to find on this lake.
<laughs> huh. So, so boats and NAS. So, what's the net? Is there a, a NASCAR track somewhere around there? Or people? Uh, so, like there NASCAR? is a oh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is in Concord, North Carolina. So, it's um, not far. Uh, it's uh, another kind of northern suburb of, of Charlotte. Um, yeah, but you know, the if, if you don't know the history of NASCAR, we also the NASCAR Hall of Fame is in Charlotte, and NASCAR started basically with old school moonshiners running moonshine. Um, so the, the history of NASCAR is in North Carolina. So that that's kind of, um, you know, how that all got started. So still just a lot of, a lot of folks that, that, um, you know, base their operations here. Yeah. And if you Google, it's pretty interesting to look at like the old cars. Cause they pretty much just took cars and did something to them to beef them up, to make them race. And it's pretty cool. Yep, thing they had to go faster than the cop cars. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys like Talladega nights as a movie. down there. Yes. Yeah. So that was filmed. A lot of that was filmed here. So the house that the, you know, the big house that, um, you know, Will Ferrell lives in, in that movie is here on the lake. Huh? Nice. Yeah. So what other, obviously we know there's a big lake here and people here, you could probably equate that lake maybe to Raystown Lake. We've got this big lake near here that's big enough that you could have a, a speedboat or something on it. And then has all these fingers out that has all these little things. Um, so sounds like it's similar to that. You mentioned before we got on the air um, that you were selling a mountain home or a home in the woods or something. So you have that as well. So just give us a, a little bit of an overview of the landscape it's not flat beach. Is it kind of like PA hills, but no giant mountains? That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. So certainly where we're at um, is kind of ro rolling, um, nothing major, but we are very close to kind of the foothills um, of the Appalachian Mountains. So, uh, you know, within an hour, you can be, um, you know, to the mountains. So we're, um, you know, uh, an hour or so from some cute little mountain towns and we're, um, you know, less than two hours from Asheville. Um, but then we're also, you know, about three hours from Charleston, South Carolina. So we're not too, too far, um, from the coast as well. How far to the, how, how long did you say the drive? Uh, yeah, to the, to Charleston is the, is the closest coastal town we can get to. And it's about three hours. Gotcha. Gotcha. Charleston, that's a big port town. Like that's a big booming place, right? Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful there. Um, so lots of folks in our area that, that frequent, you know, down there, um, for weekend places or vacations or, you know, a lot of bachelorette parties from here. <laughs> That's the go-to place. We don't, we'll get to that in the there too. One of my questions is where do you, for a driving vacation, where do you go? Yes. So we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more. So what about the weather and the climate here? We are sitting in a valley, so we got clouds rolling in and they just kind of sit here. We've got, I think oh. I heard the stat of 70 days of pure sunshine a year. So, um, oh. That sounds really bad. I don't feel like it's quite that bad, but um, what's it like there? Yeah, so, um, you know, certainly they, the term, you know, Carolina blue skies came from somewhere, right? So we we do see a fair amount of sunshine here where um, we get four seasons, but they're pretty mild. Um, we're a little, we can get a little hot in the summertime for sure. I mean, we are in the Southeast, um, but our, uh, our winters tend to be pretty mild. Um, we usually get maybe one, or two snowfalls a year. Um, and when that happens, things kind of shut down here. Um, we don't really have the infrastructure in place to like really um, handle the, you know, the, the weather on our roads. So if we get more than, I mean, even if it threatens that it's gonna snow, you know, we joke the school gets canceled. <laughs> 
So. Yeah, well, that's good to know. Well, even up here, we're kind of used to it. it. Doesn't snow a ton, but they got the salt and trucks. We're ready for it. Um, yeah. But now they kind of sk- cancel school willy nilly because there are no snow days. They just stay at home and do Zoom classes today. So it's kind of like we don't have them either, really. And yeah. you, know, you could do them pretty easily. So everybody's just kind of like, sure. Um, yep, yep. Things so are definitely not much changed, snow. right? Maybe a, do you get freezing rain? Not re I mean, no, not really. Um, we may get a little bit of, you know, some ice. Um, but the last couple of years we really um have not had much in terms of any kind of winter uh precipitation. But then, you know, when we first moved here, I felt like every year we'd have one where you'd get maybe four to six inches. Um, so it's kind of hit or miss for us whether we whether we get it or not. But again, you know, then you you can drive. We are just right on that edge in terms of where the elevation kind of starts to go up. So you can drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes north and, and it'll be kind of a different story. Then what about hurricanes? You are about as far away from the coast as we're a few hours kind of away. So we get we feel it, you know, yeah. when it's hitting the coast, but it's not as bad. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. We, we tend to get some, you know, kind of, um, remnants, you know, some of the rain and maybe we'll get a little wind, but nothing, uh, you know, nothing to speak of, of any kind of significance. A couple of years ago, they were sure a big storm was coming our way that was still going to be pretty strong when it hit us. And then it, it didn't. Um, so I think we, we probably maybe, are close enough that if, if it was a big enough storm and it came in the right way, maybe we'd see a little bit of damage or some power outages. Um, but for the most part, we tend to, to just get some rain and maybe a little bit of wind. Huh. You're painting a pretty fantastic picture, which is maybe why everybody, it seems like everybody that's moving here to move somewhere else is North or South Carolina. And I did not know that it was you were known for blue skies, North Carolina, blue skies or whatever. So um, yeah, yeah, you're yep. painting a, a great picture and you still have <laughs> mountains pretty close. I'm, I'm thinking about it myself now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are the major industries and employers there? Yeah. So um, Charlotte proper, like the city of Charlotte is, is known for, um, you know, kind of banking and finance um, are, are big big industries here. Um, you know, it's a younger city and a, and a rapidly growing city. And, and so we have uh, Wells Fargo and Bank of America are both here and have you know huge, a huge presence here. Um, but up at the lake, um, we see, so Lowe's um, corporate headquarters is uh, about two miles from my house. Um, so that's a big employer for us um, here. Um, and then a company called Ingersoll Rand is also headquartered here at the lake, which you may not know, but you would know a lot of their brands. So they do train we have one here. I feel like I feel like they just bought a company here or something. I, know, I definitely know the company. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So their their headquarters is here um, in Davidson, um, which is the the town just south of where I am. And um, you know they do club car, you know the golf carts, and all kinds of random brands that you might not know are theirs. But um, so that's a fairly decent employer here. Um, and then of course we do have a lot of folks employed through NASCAR. Um, so lots of, you know, um, pit crew guys and, you know, guys making parts and, and, you know, all kinds of things. So that's, that's a, you know, a source of employment here around the lake as well. That's awesome. And selling uh, t-shirts and all that stuff too. I'm sure there's all kinds of ancillary businesses that go along with it's true. NASCAR racing. That's yeah. right. 
That's right. Yeah. So was Lowe's yep. always there or was it, did it start there? Was it always yeah, there? Yeah. So it, it started um, in a town called Wiltsboro, North Carolina, which is um, about maybe 45 minutes from here. Um, and I think they still do have a small presence up there. I think their call centers there still, but they, uh, they moved down to the lake uh, probably at least 15 years ago. I, I couldn't tell you exactly. Um, and then they also now have a, have a presence down in Charlotte. So they recently have, have also built some, some big space there too. So, um, so yeah, but they've always been here. And are there colleges and medical centers? Those just tend to be a, a kind of an employer that's everywhere. Yeah. So, um, we do have a small private, uh, college, not far from here. Um, Davidson college, which, um, is best known for, uh, Steph Curry. Um, and, um, so they've got a, a decent little basketball program, um, for a smaller private school. Um, but then, you know, most of the big, uh, North Carolina universities, um, are more in the Raleigh area. So Chapel Hill, Wake Forest, uh, and Duke are all about two-ish hours from here. Um, and, and then, the, um, there's a, a UNC campus in Charlotte, which, um, you know, of course is, is of decent size, but, um, around the lake specifically, um, there's a couple community colleges and then Davidson, which is a private college. Do a lot of people go to North Carolina for college to one of those ones you named? Yeah. So yeah, obviously Carolina and uh, Duke and Wake Forest are all big, um, you know, highly academic, academic schools. And then, you know, Duke and Carolina obviously have, you know, a lot of big sports, you know, basketball being the one they're most well known for. Um, so uh, certainly attracts folks that either want to play basketball or want to go to a school where basketball is big. So um, yeah. yeah. And you said those are harder schools to get into, I guess. So not everybody could just choose to go there. So yeah, no. you uh, pointed that out a little bit and I'm seeing yes. my camera is really blurry. So I'm going to fix that real quick. This has happened a couple times. There we go. All right. So what is our commute going to be like here? You can live anywhere in the central PA radius and get pretty much anywhere else, even from one side to the other side of it in like 45 minutes. Or like I said, my service area is kind of an hour. Um, so what's a commute like if you were living where you were, are, and going to Charlotte to work, what would that be like? Yeah. So certainly we do have traffic. I'm not going to pretend that we don't. We do, um, recently within the last couple of years, uh, the 77 interstate that, that you saw on the map, they have added a um, an express lane. So it's kind of a, a toll on demand. Uh, so, so the pricing changes based on how much traffic there is um, to utilize that. Um, so it's, you know, priced by exit. And so you can choose to hop on there, which makes a huge difference um, in, in times of, of, you know, big traffic to try to get from here into Charlotte. Um, so, you know, if you, if you were living where I live and were commuting into uptown Charlotte, it would be probably 45 minutes if you didn't use that express lane. So it's not horrible. Um, but certainly we have, and we had it before COVID, but now we really have it. We have a whole lot of people around our lake that work remotely. Um, so, you know, we certainly, uh, attract those that, that want the quality of life that the lake allows. Um, and can kind of, you know, set up shop at home and, and, you know, do what they need to do at home and, and, you know, then be, be done when you're done and get, you know, go out on the lake or, or tennis or golf or what have you. So do a lot of people that live in the Lake Norman area 
tend to work and play and live all in that area or do people tend to go to the Charlotte? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the lake people are lake people and they only really go into the city, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for a sporting event or a concert or to go to a nice dinner here and there. But they, you know, um, they tend to to really appreciate the kind of more laid back, laid back vibe that the lake gives you and, um, you know, aren't necessarily city people. Um, Certainly some are, you know, some some uh, are going to be second home, you know, people around a lake. And so they're going to have a place somewhere else and just come here as a getaway. Um, so there's certainly some of that. But the full time residents, um, you know, tend to to like a little bit more laid back. And so they're not maybe, you know, heading into Charlotte on the daily. Yeah. And I would guess a lot of the, you, the in an area like that, like at Raystown, like I was saying, every other house is an investment or a vacation house or an Airbnb or something. Is it kind of the same thing? Like, what do you say that, what do you think the ratio is people, residents to non-residents? Yeah. I mean, or, it'd be or homes that are owned by non-residents, I guess. Yeah. It'd be an interesting stat to know. And I probably should see if it's out there somewhere. Cause I don't know the exact number. Um, I certainly think it's, it, it's way more full-time than part-time. So it's more than, and then a 50, 50 it's, um, definitely more folks that that are here full time that call it home, um, but there are still a lot of vacation rentals. And de- depending on where you are on the lake, a couple of the towns don't allow them, um, but some of the some of the towns do. And so there's certainly vacation rentals and then uh, second homes too, for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a fantastic Airbnb spot to be doing short term rentals. Um, yes. And then my favorite part which you're at a lake, you got mountains close by. It sounds like a very good outdoors place. So let's talk about what there is to do. I guess start with water stuff. Yes. Yep. So we're, you know, like we talked about a big lake. Um, so I think we got about 550 miles of shoreline. So big lake. Um, and uh, so there's all the the boating things you could ever want to do. So, um, you know, uh, certainly just uh, cruising around on a on a boat um, and hanging out with friends, you know, there's there, there's fishing, um, you know, all the all the water, you know, wake surfing, wakeboarding, water skiing, all those things. Uh, fair amount of that that goes on. Uh, a couple, you know, sailing clubs around the lake, so so people that sail as well, um, you know, so so all of those, uh, you know, kind of fun fun boating activities happen. Um, here. And then there's, you know, a couple spots where people like to tie up and just hang out and, um, you know, maybe have a couple drinks on a, on a pretty afternoon. That certainly happens too. Um, so, Are there so creeks and things that kind of feed into it or elsewhere for kayaking and that kind of thing? Yeah. Nope. Yes, certainly. And yeah, so certainly some kayaking and, and stand up paddle boarding, you know, that's a thing as well um, here too. So, so that's really, really fun, you know, and then there's, there's, there's a couple good parks around the lake with, that you can go and, you know, hike or walk or bike, um, you know, some nice mountain bike trails that run through a couple of the parks, um, which is nice. Um, you know, and then we're like, I talked about, you know, about an hour from some really, really nice, uh, you know, mountain hiking options or, um, you know, off-roading. There's a couple really cool parks that you can like, you know, if you have a Jeep or, a, you know, uh, four wheel drive, you know, vehicle of any kind, and you want to go, you know, get muddy. There's, there's certainly options for that within about an hour. 
Um, you know, uh, still fair amount of places you can go also and hunt within about an hour of here. So if that's your jam. Um, that's what I just wrote down. What do people hunt for? Deer is the biggest thing here probably. Yep. Yep. So deer, you know, as well, um, here for sure. Um, you know, and then a little bit of, you know, Turkey and I think some places not too close to here, but you can get pretty quickly within maybe two ish hours to places if you wanted to hunt for hog, I think. Um, huh. uh, oh yeah. They're taking over the forests in Carolina. That's right. Are they, they yes. like pay people to shoot those things, don't they? Yeah. They're, they're gnarly. Uh, that looks not my jam, the helicopter. But... They have helicopter shooting <laughs> trips, I think, or something. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty crazy. And they're, they are, uh, you know, nasty, big animals. So you gotta be careful with those, those hogs. Um, is that good eating? Do you know anybody that hunts and kills those things? You got me. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a good question, which is actually, no, I, I'll wait. Cause it's the next question. Um, so you got the Appalachian trail within an hour, you got hunting, you got fishing, uh, fly fishing or more of the deep water. So fly fishing, stuff. certainly if you get up into the, into the mountains. So again, you could probably within a, you know, an hour or so get to some fly fishing. Um, you know, my husband does a little bit of that. So, um, I know there are options that aren't far. You kind of have to get into, um, you know, more running water than like the lake allows. So not really fly fishing in the lake, but, um, if you get up into the mountains, then there are some, some good options. And then what about festivals like first Friday and arts fests and 4th yes. of July festivals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Certainly lots of that. And, you know, lots of cultural options as well in Charlotte. I mean, they've got, you know, um, a really nice, you know, theater presence and all the concerts and, you know, major league teams and, and, and the like that are not far, you know, so we have, you know, major, uh, you know, we have an NFL team, we have a, you know, NBA team. We just got an expansion soccer team. We have a minor league baseball team. So all of that, is within within Charlotte, but then up at the lake there, each one of the little towns around the lake has a really great personality and most of them, you know, have a cute little downtown. And so they're always doing cool stuff, um, you know, and then there's really nothing for me better than the 4th of July on this lake. Um, it's a very patriotic group of residents. And, um, you know, so there are several places that shoot off professional fireworks, but then lots of residents that just shoot them off. And so to see them kind of reflect off the lake um, is so pretty and, you know, just boats everywhere with big American flags and lots of cookouts and barbecue and, you know, just um, good old American, you know, fun. So that's, that's probably my favorite holiday on this lake. It's just always such a good time. Nice. And uh, you did mention that you have to drive to South Carolina to get your fireworks. So is that what you want the real ones. go buy the illegal ones and then they bring them up to Lake Norman and shoot them off? Correct. Not me. So I just legalize that. them, North Carolina. That's right. Just legalize that's them. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's funny. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. And fireworks is one of my questions. So you answered that already. And then you said stadiums. So if you were going to see like Justin Bieber or Katy Perry or I don't Cat, not Cat Williams. Who's the other? <laughs> not Dave Chappelle. Who's the, why is that comedian? Dave Chappelle was Kevin here Hart. Last Kevin day. Hart packs stadiums. If you're going yes. to see a comedian that packs stadiums. So yes. do they have, all those stadiums have acts or is there one predominant one that usually gets all the acts? Yeah. So we've got the, you know, the, it's the, the arena that does our NBA, you know, Charlotte Hornets um, games that is the main spot for big, 
arena concerts. Um, you know, then we have a nice amphitheater uh, as well for, you know, when you want to go see Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney or one, you know, that kind of thing. And I um, hang out outside and um, then we've got some nice, you know, kind of smaller mid-sized venues as well. Um, so that's what I was just saying last night, Dave Chappelle was here um, when you mentioned him. It's funny you mentioned him. He was here last He's night. Touring? He is, I guess. He was in Charlotte last night. You could see him for like 30 bucks. <laughs> What I'm yeah. he's probably I, I saw him last time he toured and then his special came out and this is the test with comedians. I'm getting off on a tangent here, but a comedian. So I also saw Amy Schumer. I'm going to doubt saw Amy Schumer. It was the same exact thing as her special that had come out before the tour. You do it the opposite. You tour and then on the last night in New York City, you tape your special. So it's right. all new. Dave Chappelle. When I saw his, he came out with a double after his tour and there were some jokes that I had heard and some yeah. not. So it was like half and half. So you saw him? Yeah, yeah. I've him? seen Dave Chappelle as well years ago in Atlanta and I, he is he is the real deal. Yeah, it's it's something else. Um, yeah. And I like that. the the He, he does the theaters because he's not packing stadiums these days either, but I'd much rather yeah. see it in a stadium or a amphitheater or whatever. Um, yeah. And now yeah. we get to that driving vacation question uh, that we started talking about earlier. So if you're yeah. gonna drive to the beach or drive to any vacation, what are the go-to spots? Yeah, so lots of options for weekend trips from here, which is really cool. Um, so, you know, like we talked about, Charleston is kind of the closest coastal town you can get to. And and um, so that's a big weekend getaway uh, for folks here. And there's uh, several different beaches uh, right around Charleston, which are nice too. So you can kind of go do the beach thing, but then go into Charleston if you want a nice meal or whatever. Um, so that's a big one for us. And then Asheville, um, North Carolina's a uh, very easy weekend trip for us too. straight interstate the whole way. And, um, you know, that's a really cool scene. They just have so many uh, cool breweries and there's a great, you know, food presence there. And then so many outdoor activities you can do, you know, from there. I was going to say Asheville has come up a lot of times when I put into a group, like where should I section hike the trail yes. or where should, I think it's mountain, big mountain biking place maybe now. Yep. Mountain biking, hiking. Um, you know, there are some, uh, you know, there's just all kinds of, there are all kinds of outdoor options that you can do there. Um, which is nice. And then so many cute little mountain towns around it too. So, just lots of fun spots to, to sneak away for the weekend. And then um, we're also about four hours from Wilmington, North Carolina, which then, you know, that opens up uh, a lot of little beach towns around there as well. So, so really, you know, tons of options with, within a, a, you know, a good easy weekend drive distance um, from here. Yeah. And you're a few hours closer to Florida and even more South. So it's a little bit right, yeah. to West before. Oh, I've yeah. been there twice, actually. It's fun on the way there. You're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, and then on the, the way, way back, back, you want to drive. Yeah. Yeah, you drive. I'm going to pass out. So, um, you, so my, pa my family, Derek, you would, I was a kid. We used to drive in an old 80s Ford Crown Vic station wagon with the wood panel on the sides. Like, we were totally Griswold from Toronto to my grandparents in Tampa, Florida, or my other grandparents in Spartanburg, South Carolina. You talk about... Which back then my mom would put an air mattress in the back of that thing. Like we would just hang out. Um, but yeah, I can't do those kind of road trips now. 
not as the parent driver, no. Maybe as the, the kid in the back. Yeah. Especially these days, if you got phones and movies and yeah, that's <laughs> wouldn't right. be too bad, but driving yeah. it, terrible torture. So what that's about right. flying? If you're going to fly somewhere, what airport are you going out of? Yeah, Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. So Charlotte is a huge uh, airport. Um, you know, lots of direct flights everywhere. It's an American hub. Um, but then if you need, you know, if you needed another option, you could go, you know, Greensboro or, um, you know, even to Greenville, South Carolina, but Charlotte is, you know, 20 minutes from, from the lake and, uh, lots of direct options from there. Are there any train station, bus station, Amtrak, any of that kind of stuff anywhere? Yeah. Amtrak does run out of here. Um, so, so yeah, there are certain, certainly, you know, train options and, and we do have a, you know, public drop bus, um, you know, system and, and so, yeah, certainly you could greyhound it from here. I've never done that, but it's it's here. It's not the most. I used to greyhound from college to home, which was about two hours, like all the because my girlfriend was still here like every weekend. I would greyhound it. That wasn't too bad. But I looked into taking a train to like Florida, I mean, maybe a year or two ago, and it's not any cheaper, mm -mm. really. It's just as expensive. So I don't know why anybody yeah. not to. Sorry, Amtrak, but <laughs> it didn't seem. <laughs> seemed like a, a good option yeah. so anyway yeah. um so this is kind of along the next question is kind of along the same lines what does there do but a little bit more centered on kind of like is there any fun trivia or isms about the people there or like here we if you asked us how far it is to get somewhere we're going to give you a uh, time how 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 much time it's going to get you to to somewhere, I think in New York or someone said, we, no, you say five miles or it's 10 miles, but that doesn't tell me crap about it. So is there right. any fun, well, fun trivia or anything? I, I mean, you know, the, most of the people that live around here are from other places. We don't, you know, we tend to be, cause we're such a growing city, um, you know, lots of folks coming from all over the place, but the old school Southern, you know, uh, way of getting you somewhere would be, you know, landmarks. So you go down to the gas station and you turn left and you, then you'll pass the church and then you make a ride at the church. And so we just, oh, it's not far. You just go down. <laughs> right. So, Hold on. I got to get my pencil. And that one I don't like either because I don't know the landmarks. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And yeah, we don't tend yeah. to know the names of the streets and highways either. We kind of know where to go, but nobody knows. Yeah. In other places, like you take, you know, 177, and I kind of know because I'm a realtor, but a lot of people don't even know. You know that highway over by the, the thing. Right. Well, especially now with GPS, we're putting it in our phone and we're pushing go, and you don't, you're not looking. You're just okay. I'm turning right here. I don't know the name of this road. I'm just turning right here. Um, right. So that's not helping. That's not helping. Um, you know, but like we talked about, certainly we're, we're known for, um, you know, the lake, but I'm, you know, known for, uh, NASCAR being here. Um, you know, Charlotte's kind of known as the queen city. There's some inspiration there, um, with the name and being, you know, anyway, uh, so, so some of that, um, what about barbecue? Yes. I was going to say from a food standpoint, uh, you know, we definitely, uh, have some, some barbecue that we're known for, um, you know, and just kind of good Southern, um, you know, Southern food. Um, but yeah, barbecue is definitely a, a, a big thing in North Carolina for sure. And they've got their own kind of unique way of doing it. Um, so, you know, the sauce has to be kind of vinegar based as opposed to the more traditional, you know, like kind of ketchup based barbecue sauce that you might think of. This is more of a vinegar, a spicy vinegar that they use on, on the barbecue here, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't going to put you on the spot, but I was going to ask because I knew it was there's Carolina barbecue and then there's 
all the others or what? So, yeah, no, there's definitely, you know, you think about like, you know, Kansas City barbecue and then, you know, Georgia's kind of got their way of doing things, which I'm a little partial to as well. And then, you know, Texas barbecue. So everybody's kind of got their own their own spin on it. But but North Carolina does a good job. Um, kind of interesting. Like if you got a traditional North Carolina barbecue sandwich, it's going to have coleslaw on the sandwich. So it's going to be like your barbecue with the oil and, or with the vinegar type sauce and then a, you know, a ketchup or a ketchup, a coleslaw on top of that on your, you know, bun. So, um, so that's kind of unique the way they do that, which is pretty good. Can't yeah, hate so them. Basically you got the, well, you have Charlotte and all that and all the sports and everything. And then you have tons of NASCAR and racing culture, um, barbecue, and then obviously the whole lake culture that comes with living on a lake yep. and all that kind of stuff. So, yep. and then the mountain stuff, you said, what, an hour away, you got the Appalachian trail or so, so you could hike to Maine or to Georgia as far as you want to go. So that's uh, right. That's probably the limit. Cool. And it's now cool, we yeah. got, I told you I'd go, I don't push this through fast enough. We got about six minutes left to talk about this, but let's talk about what people can get for the money. So let's yeah. first start with what's the average or median price or whatever you can tell us off the top of your head. Yeah. So um, certainly we are still a relatively um, inexpensive place to live in comparison to a lot of the rest of the country. Um, you know, like all, all of the rest of us, you know, prices continue to go up, but um, you know, you can still get, um, you know, a decent, a decent little house and, you know, starting off here in the, in the two fifties, it's not as easy to find as it used to be, but you can get a, you know, three bedroom, two bath house here. Um, you know, it's not going to be on a, on a lot of land, but it's going to, it's going to still be a nice little house in a neighborhood, um, you know, around that price point. Um, you know, or certainly there's townhouse options, you know, in that price point, I think our median price points, drifting ever closer to that 400 mark, but it's still somewhere in the, in the 300, mid 300 range um, for kind of our median uh, price. But of course, you know, you start to talk about waterfront and that's a different, you know, different beast. Then you start, you know, getting into the, you know, the million dollar price point to get, you know, to get a house on the, on the lake, you know, with your own dock. Um, you know, so that's a bit of a, of a different thing, but um you know, you can still get get a very nice house here. Um, you know, for four to five hundred thousand dollars, and um, you know, then our price, our taxes are are very reasonable. Um, you know, so it's a it's a it's a good place to to live. You know, if you still want um, you know relatively low you know cost of living. Yeah, it sounds pretty similar to here. So in that in that two fifty ish house, is that going to be? Um like a ranch or you might get a two story, it might be a bi-level and it's going to be in a neighborhood with a 0. 0.2, 0. 0.15 to maybe a quarter acre, that kind of thing. One car yeah, so, maybe. Yeah. Yep. So around our kind of old school um, little downtowns, you know, you, you might find an older ranch, you know, a, a three bedroom, two bath ranch, maybe it has a garage, maybe it has a carport, um, you know, that maybe was built in the sixties. Um, you know, on a third of an they acre. They were 200000 a year ago, and now they're two seventy five. That's right. Exactly. Yep. And then we've got, you know, we've got some little neighborhoods that were built, you know, maybe, uh, you know, late 90s or early 2000s, where you might find a little, you know, 1800 square foot, you know, two story, um, you know, with a maybe one or two car garage um, that, you know, you can still find in that, you know, high 200s. Um, you know, they're, you're fighting over them right now. You're fighting over them, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. We're fighting over everything everywhere. So are they yep. also building new ones there that people can get? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we're, um, as, as the, the sprawl, you know, comes out from Charlotte, you know, we're starting to see that, 
you know, the, the new construction um, creep further out into, you know, what really has been farmland, uh, you know, kind of undeveloped land around the city. And so, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing new construction pick up. It's, you know, not quite fast enough right now, of course, to keep up with demand, but it, but they're working on it. They're trying. <laughs> yeah. Same everywhere. There's, there's a, a housing shortage nationwide and ADUs are becoming as all of us clubhouse people are being shot. That's right. ADUs Where's Rogelio? <laughs> um, and then what about, um, what was I going to ask? Now I just blanked 250. You said 500, one car garage. Um, I forget. Let's go to that 450 or 500. You're going to, you're up in the, what do you have to get to, to get a three car garage, 3000 square feet and like an acre of land ish, you know, a kind of a, I guess the Mc, the, the starter McMansion. Yeah. So then we're, you know, we're starting to see that, that, you know, you used to say you could probably be in the four hundreds and, and, and get that now, I'm, you know, I think we're north of half a million now where you would start to really get into, um, you know, some, some nicer options and, and some more square footage and maybe that third car garage and maybe that third car garage and, and going up to an acre of land is starting to push you into the 600s. Um, you know, really, uh, it's just been bananas what what has happened with, with our, you know, pricing in the last 18 months. And it sounds like you have plenty of choices, whether somebody wants a townhouse or in a little, we have coal towns here. I don't know if your old little towns are coal towns or otherwise towns. Yeah, they were the little thing. railroad stops, railroad towns is what okay. we were. There you go. But you got that kind of like small town feel, which would be older homes in a little yeah. row house or something, probably single families in there too. So you could have yeah. that kind of life. You could probably have newer townhouse developments that I'm, I'm guessing are around. And then the typical single families that everybody's looking at. Um, That's right. and you, you mentioned farmland too. So there's full-size farms and farmettes available too. Yeah, I mean, you certainly have to get a little further out, right? So you're not, you know, you're not going to be quite as convenient to things. But yeah, we certainly still do have some, you know, more rural options that aren't too far away. And then that mountain home that you're selling right now, tell us a little bit about that or about a general option would be like out in the mountains. Yeah, so yeah, I'm actually selling some land out there right now, but there are, you know, lots of, of great, uh, great options with with houses in the mountains. Um, you know, that might be, uh, some kind of cool, a lot of them are kind of cool seventies architecture with some, you know, different things going on that feel more mountainous. And there's a couple little ski resorts that are, you know, less than two hours from here and you can get some cool, um, you know, little condos, um, you know, on the mountain or near the mountain, um, kind of things too. So there's lots of options, um, in the mountains as well, in terms of, you know, what kind of housing you're looking for. I'm glad you said that. Cause I meant to ask about skiing and the things to do part and that was going to be one of them. So I'm glad you said that. What'd you say? A couple hours away. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be amazing skiing. You know, we don't get a lot of great, great snow for that. It's a lot of man-made snow, but, um, but there are options. You, you can certainly ski, you know, within, within two hours of Charlotte. Absolutely. Same here. It's all ice, all blown, but we still go because we got to ski. That's <laughs> I don't right. Because my knees can't take it, but yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, and now we got about a minute left. So let's do our last question real quick. And I'm assuming real quick that if somebody had wanted like a $5 million budget or any kind of budget, there's something for them down there also. It's, it's so anywhere from, uh, yes. 200s or, or I'm guessing there's even cheaper options somewhere here and there, but up to the multi-million and everything yes, so yep, real quick yep. in about 10 seconds, tell me what other profession you would do if you could do something else. 
Yeah, I, you know, I would probably be like a brand ambassador or some kind of advocate for something. I, I, I you know, I just um, if it's something I'm passionate about, I love to talk about it, as you can see. So um, it would probably be something in that relation, unless I just threw caution go in and was like a country singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I think you should get in back into your singing. Um, not just karaoke. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to leave Jessica's for the last 20 seconds to hear her information up here. You can catch it in the description, wherever you're watching or listening. All her information to reach out to her is there. Contact me if you need to buy or sell a home. Call me, text me, email me, throw rocks through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory. Thanks for watching and listening. We got two seconds. Say goodbye. Goodbye.